Hello everyone, my name is Tom Flanagan, and in this interview I'll be speaking with Mr. John Martinko. And in this interview, we're going to talk a little bit about his early life and how that led him to doing a postgraduate year at Mercersburg, and how Mercersburg was able to prepare him for being at the Army, swimming at the Army, and how the Army was able to prepare him for the rest of his life, where he is currently working with Drexel Hamilton, which is a big financial firm that gives jobs to many service-disabled Army veterans. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Do you want to get started, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, I mean, I don't know. I was reading through a bunch of your stuff, and first of all, thank you for all everything that you've done. Thank you for your service. It's an honor yeah. to get to talk to you. And, like, I, I was reading through a bunch of stuff. I looked up. I had some information given to me. It's like, are you are you afraid of anything? You, you've done so much. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, of course, everybody's afraid of everything. I'm yeah. Of Absolutely. Yeah. But no, so my first question is, we'll start out when you were younger. So when you were like going through your childhood, what did you want to be? You know, some kids want to be like professional athlete, doctor, like what did you want to do when you were younger? So um, growing up as a child, in right. upstate New York, not as far as upstate as you, uh -huh. but in the Hudson Valley, uh -huh. Poughkeepsie area. Um, it's interesting. I didn't have much ambition as a as a young man, mm -hmm. and it probably wasn't until um, high school and starting to mature a little bit, and you know, when you start getting a little bit of muscles. Yeah, and and then I started saying, "Hey, you know." I need to shape up or ship out and get and get it together. And that probably is a direct reflection on my parents mm -hmm. for them sticking with me. <laughs> and just, you know, like when you when you have a child and you continually you're not pushing them, but you're trying to like, hey, you need to get it together. And yeah. It's like my parents. And unfortunately or fortunately. The timing for my um, understanding and maturity was maybe a little bit later than high schoolers, and that's and that in result was a reason why I had to be a postgraduate mm -hmm. because I was a little bit behind the, the, the being mature, having excellent SAT scores, or even yeah. studying for them. I just yeah, yeah, not do so hot. That doesn't go very well for college applications. So um, I think I was just a normal, typical teenage boy who during his adolescence didn't have much ambition until the, it started all coming down on me when I started to mature into 16, 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So when so you pg'd at mercersburg when did that become like the plan like at one point in high school did you know like okay like i'm going to do another year instead of just going to college like i don't know maybe like a lot of your friends are doing it's different yeah. but like when was that when did that become the plan so the, the the only reason why west point became an opportunity for me which is an amazing opportunity that that came in front of me was that I was a talented athlete in swimming. Oh, okay. And I was competing at that time, 15, 16, 17 years old, 
when I was starting to mature as far as understanding, um, you know, I better get some drive and ambition. I started winning uh, competitions in New York State. And before your time, they used to have these things called the Empire State Games. My mom, I have to ask, what? because uh, my mom was, she swam in college. She was a big swimmer. So what was your stroke? What was your was, best stroke? Uh, I, swam, I swam butterfly in mid-distance freestyle. Nice. Yeah. Well, she talks about the Empire State Games all the time. So that's really mom, cool that you just brought that up. About, so I was, I, was a, I was going to these Empire State Games, and one summer – I was, I was competing and winning, like coming in first in butterfly events and very competitive in middle distance freestyle. The West Point swim coach volunteered to be one of the coaches for the Hudson Valley section because oh, wow. West Point is part of the Hudson Valley, although counties away. So he was at the West Point coach actually was my coach at the empire state games representing uh, the hudson valley and that's how we developed a relationship and you knew i was a good kid as far as values instilled in me by my parents in my family and my grandparents and someone who probably at that age was um caring and thoughtful and not a jerk yeah and um, he he said, hey, you know, would you ever consider swimming at Army? And I'm like, I don't I guess. <laughs> what I do? And that's when it dawned on me because he's like, well, what did you get on your SATs? And I'm like, I haven't even taken them yet. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just from. Yeah. I'm from Kipsy, New York. I don't even, What are you talking about here, sir? And uh, he's like, look, if, you, if you're interested, I could use the talent like yours in the pool at West Point for my team, but you got to get it together with your grades and all whatever else you're doing at your school, not paying attention. So then I really buckled down my senior year, again, a little late for academy um, prerequisites for administration. However, the coach had a slot. He's got one PG slot a year and he said, I'll, I'll use this on you if you commit to me and go to Mercersburg for your postgraduate year and swim there. Was that was that still what the uh, like? Is that the foundation student program? Because that's what they call it now, with all the swimming PGs. Or was that not a thing? Um, I can't I can't remember. I don't I don't really remember who footed the bill. I don't oh, know really? parents had a little bit. My father. Uh, my father was. Um, was a mailman. So my dad was a Vietnam veteran and he got uh, a gunshot in his leg. Wow. When he was when he was uh, fighting overseas in wow. Kuchi, Vietnam. My father's actually in the New York State Hall of Fame. In in uh, the New York State Senators Hall of Fame. So another thing your mom might be familiar with in Albany. Yeah. In the in the Veterans Hall of Fame. Wow. You know, my dad, typical Vietnam veteran, enlisted. There's a big difference between enlisted rank and officer rank. So enlisted men do all the work, the dirty work. Mm -hmm. And he never talked about the war, but uh, I, I got a sense of you, you could feel from him 
his his service without him speaking. Yeah, my my grandfather was like that. Yep, he was. You got you probably had that sense of pride about you, and yes, that sense of just just um how your family and your parents and their military service. So you said I think you said your grandfather that same sense of pride and the feeling that you had, um, if you had to face adversity, you would just reflect on, I think it said your grandfather. Yes. My grandfather. And, and, and how, they would, how they would push through adversity. So I always had that and I'd watch him deliver mail every day mm-hmm. and sweat. He'd sweat, you know, like crazy, and especially in the summer. And he'd come home and, um, but he never talked about the war, but I could always feel it uh, right. growing up. Right. And so I had that had that sense of pride inside me. And so I was like, all right, I can go to the Army. And I didn't know anything about West Point. And I didn't know anything about Merceburg. But I, I could win my competitions in the pool. Mm-hmm. I was talented enough. Merceburg and West Point collectively together gave me an opportunity that I'm very thankful for to be a postgraduate and I got to attend school there in this in this in the in nineteen in uh, I guess it was it would be the fall of 1996 mm-hmm. in the spring spring of 1997 graduated and I I then went to West Point that summer 1997. That's awesome that's awesome um I now I took the four more times at Mercersburg really did you ever take the ACT? I took the ACTs, I think, three times at Mercer's. I took oh, like man. seven exams. I was taking, oh, I was man. taking an exam, I think, every other weekend while I was there. Oh, that's to terrible. Get the most competitive possible score. Yeah. So besides tests. How about you? What do you got? You've, been, you've been taking your exams? Yeah, I took my uh, – I pretty much had my SATs all done my – senior year at Norwich because you can only I'm pretty sure you can only take them a certain amount of times and I took them four or five times and I got within like 20 points the same score every time so it was like all right maybe this test not for you so I took the ACT though that's why I asked yeah but yeah yeah that's a good Let's try to see which one's which yeah but I was gonna say besides testing everything how was the rest of your Mercersburg experience Mercersburg was was really um, life changing for me because, again, where I was lacking was in the educational department. It wasn't that I wasn't smart enough, right? It was just um, applying myself. Right, I feel that. And Mercersburg's yeah. curriculum on my first day of, of postgraduate, like getting a syllabus. What? whoa, we know the whole schedule for the year or the semester? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Versus uh, public, the public high school I was attending at that time maybe wasn't as structured and um, was easy just to skate through and not have to apply yourself. Uh, Mercersburg, mm-hmm. what's amazing about Mercersburg is the curriculum and the unlimited potential for you to tap into uh, your your uh, strengths as a human being to have them come out to the forefront so that you can start to shine. And that's exactly what Mercersburg did for me. They helped me shine so that as I was applying myself because of the structure, mm-hmm. 
started to come through of the type of candidate I was now for the military academy. And that helped me then at that time achieve the proper grades, the proper SAT scores. Yeah. That helped me uh, gain admission to West Point. Mm -hmm. That's good. And that, that kind of goes along. You pretty much just answered my next question for me. I was going to say, do you think Mercersburg actually helped you prepare for West Point? Yeah. And, and so outside of preparing um, and helping me tap into that potential because of the structure and the curriculum, the syllabus, syllabus or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. <laughs> the teachers, the communities, the community there, the uh, student body. I learned so much from uh, my roommate at Mercersburg. Really? And how, you know, he, maybe he was there a year prior or so, but like how he even studied. I was like, how, what, what are you doing? You know, you want to go hang out in town? He's like, no, we got to, we got to prep for our calculus class. We need to prep for right. our history class. Right. And so he, my roommate really showed me the path of, of how to um, study and, uh, and apply myself as an individual. So it's just everyone at Mercersburg from, from uh, I remember even being friendly with some of the groundskeepers. Yeah. Just the, the spirit and the community. And, and it just, that really makes the difference is the people make the difference in Mercersburg has some of the, the best individuals who really care about each other and really want you to succeed and for you to achieve your highest potential. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I was going to say, I can second that where you talked about how your roommate would kind of like not really keep you in check, but he sets a good example. It's like, you don't know, being in Norwich, it's like sometimes I kind of, struggled to like find motivation to really like apply myself from a basketball standpoint but now that I'm at Mercersburg you know I get to play with people who are better than me and you know they're waking up at 6 a.m and we're we're going to shoot we're getting shots up and that work ethic is just being applied to my game now and I'm happy I'm happy about that and that wouldn't have happened if I didn't go to Mercersburg that's right yeah so now that now I guess we'll transition into the to the army what's one because I'm not going to talk about that too much but just what what's one lesson that you've learned or that you would tell kids that are going into the army right now like what's one your biggest lesson your biggest takeaway man um tough question there's I know. so many <laughs> there's so many extremely difficult questions uh, the advice, the takeaway from the army is you're always meant to be there and you just got to go through the certain trainings and you got to go through the certain qualifications, but you're always meant to be there. And yeah. if you keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter the, no matter the circumstances, you keep moving, you'll be successful. There's going to be so many ups and downs and so lunges. But if you don't give up and you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, you'll make it. And I say that because probably one of the hardest things I had to do in the Army 
even though I went overseas and I fought in, in some of the um, assault teams in the Joint Special Operations Command and some of the spec op units to, to fight overseas, some of our nation's enemies, one of the hardest things before all that stuff was I went through ranger school. And ranger school is really difficult. You know, they don't let you eat or sleep. Uh, you get between zero to four hours a night for, I don't know, three or four months. So you get real irritable uh, from, from lack of uh, sleep deprivation. You, you might miss a couple meals on purpose. They'll forget to resupply you here and there so you, so you don't get to eat like a lunch or a dinner or maybe like a back-to-back -back, like a dinner and a breakfast and you're moving over long distances over terrain. And the other thing is they weigh you down with a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Ranger school also is you're in the elements. So you're subject to, I don't know, what's the weather right now in Mercersburg, snow and a rain. So you might, you might just be outside for a week or two just with your, your kit and your gear and your rucksack. And your feet will start to get some crazy hot spots and and you want, you want to quit, you want to give up, but you just find that, that little thing down inside you that makes you tick. And you just put that other foot in front of the other one and you just keep moving. And that's how you stay persistent. And so I guess the advice is just stay persistent. You can get through any challenge that the military is gonna throw at you even if they don't let you sleep for a little ways or not let you eat, it'll be over. And the great thing about that is you'll learn even so much more about yourself. And you asked me at the beginning, am I scared of stuff? I'm scared of, scared of just as bad of everything else that you are probably. Spider or comes in the room. Yeah. But I've learned how to always overcome fears. And some of your best successes that you're going to have as, you, as you, you're a young man, and the, some of the best successes that you're going to have as you attend college or thereafter in your professional career is going to be from the ones that are really difficult. You're not going to remember the things that are easy and you do it. It's going to be things that are like really, really challenging. And you get that really sick feeling in your stomach. And then you do what it takes down inside you to get through it and get past that fear or past that, that anxiety. And then you, then you complete that task. Those are the best feelings and those are going to be the best memories that you're going to have. And that's going to, is what's going to build your character. And I, I can take it all back to Mercersburg. Those little challenges started at Mercersburg, whether it was in the classroom, whether, I still remember this this day, memorizing Canterbury Tales. You guys still do that? I don't think so, but. I mean, tell your teacher to put that back in the curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> but serious, that, sound, that sounds like it just takes, above all, just so much mental toughness. And you should really be proud that you've, done all that you really yeah. should I, I, um, I just I'm on I'm just like you and 
I I can I can get uh, run over or shot just like anybody else. But if you just always try to do the right thing and you just stay true to yourself, you'll you'll always come out on top. Yeah. Don't ever don't ever sell yourself short and try to like um do something because it might be easier or compromise your integrity or you get an edge on somebody or something. I was never raised that way. My father, mother earned everything. So I'm pretty sure it sounds like you you have those same examples set for you. Yeah. And then what Merciburg does is they layer another uh, good set of examples and values on top of that core. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I, I just have one more question. And again, thank you for coming on today. It's been great. Uh, so uh, my last question is pretty much, how did Drexel Hamilton come about for you? Because I, I saw a thing where you're doing it, obviously, because it's a great financial firm, but also that, is it the majority of the employees or all of the employees are service disabled veterans? So um, we have... We're a hundred percent owned and I'm one of the majority owners now. Uh-huh. And it's a Wall Street firm just like any other any other Wall Street bank. Yeah, like gold. when I said when I said Drexel Hamilton Hamilton to my mom, she knew what it was. Oh really? Was cool. well, yep. Yeah. We've been, we've been chipping away for a while and uh trying to we do our thing and we definitely get involved in underwriting groups in uh, IPOs like you're seeing today. Yep. And uh we make money. So we're, we're definitely for profit. We're a business. We generate revenue. But my skill set now, instead of being a shooter, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a banker. Yeah. But it, it does, it resonates really well with clients as far as my past career of being an, uh, an assaulter and now working hard for them in a transaction kind of goes well. Um, a lot of clients like that and standing up for them and, and, and working hard. Mm-hmm. but the firm has values behind it as far as never forgetting where we came from and the we're always thinking about and giving back to the ranks where we came from i got a couple of folks now that i just hired giving opportunities to to get them uh, licensed and they have salaries for me from uh-huh. me. and uh i'm paying for them and one young man he was in a unit the 75th Ranger Regiment that I was in, and he he recently was wounded in, a, in an ambush in, in Afghanistan. So as he was recovering from Walter Reed, I got to meet him, and he's now a full-time employee of mine. Wow. That's, that's like a really good example in a recent hire. But, you know, we, outside of those values and what we're doing to give back to our military veteran communities, we're also doing like really well as far as uh, banking and structuring deals. Yeah. So we're that's we're, that's amazing. We got a couple smart cookies here and a couple of uh, <laughs> uh, bankers who are who are structuring and underwriting a lot of transactions that's generating a lot of revenue. That is then only feeding our values and our, our mission here of staying and remembering where we came from and giving back to that community. Yeah. Making a difference. 
That's right. It all goes along with that. Well, a lot, of, a lot of folks. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. It's an honor to get to talk to you. And no I know you probably had a long day being on CNBC and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's all right. Got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah. Well, that's it for this recording. Special thanks to Mr. John Martinko. And thank you to everybody who listened to the whole thing. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy holidays.